Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new month here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Ah, uh-uh, don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear Mildred, the mask mother, say to her son... And who do you think was dressed up as the grandmother? Uh, Goldilocks? No. Not the wolf? Yes. Oh, boy. During another exciting episode of Chicken Man... He's everywhere! He's everywhere! The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Monday's Crime Does Not Pay on the Shadow. This episode originally aired on March 24th, 1940, and it's called The Plot That Failed. Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. The shadow uses his hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the shadow belongs. Today's story, The Plot That Failed. As our scene opens, we see a big power shovel deep in its self-made pit. The excavation of the hey. cellars and subcellars of an apartment building. George, you look over here. Well, we'll be through digging this hole by tomorrow. Yeah, Joe. Boss tell you where we go next? No, he didn't say. Probably be laid off for a while. Hey, Tony, back that truck closer. I gotta go close. Getting hot in here. Luke, check that water in the motor, huh? Yeah. The water's okay. Hey, something screwy. The motor's stopped. Hey, what's the matter? All the hey, insulation's hey, melting off the wires. Hey, the engine's white hot. What's hey, what's the matter? Hey, the data, she's falling down. Luke, get out of there. The controls won't work. Hey, look hey, out. Hey, you hey, better hey, get out yourself. Hurry up. Hey, there goes the derrick. Hey, run! Hey, run before the guys can Yes, we'll buy the 400 eggs tonight. Yes, we'll hard-boil them. Yes. And then tomorrow morning, we'll put on our long rabbit ears and play Easter Bunny for all the little children you've ever heard of. Well, Lamont, if you don't want to help me, you don't have to. 
three. If he doesn't ever come, we'll never get the eggs done. Oh, he'll be along. He probably... Here he comes now with all the speed of a slow-gated snail. Shrevy, hurry up. Get this cab going. I'm sorry, Mr. Crest. The funniest thing I ever seen, I ever... Well, you don't sound sorry. Oh, Miss Lane, if you'd have seen those two guys hopping around, you'd have died laughing, you'd have died. What happened? Well, you see, I was looking in a hole, and down in the hole was this big extraditing machine, and them two fellas was working it. Well, it must have got hot or something, because the machine started to melt and started. Started to melt? Yeah. Oh, are they funny? <laughs> uh, where do you want to go to? We're going to get some eggs, Shrevey. And on the way, we'll stop and see Professor Brown at City University. Oh, Lamont, that's like saying we're going to Chicago from New York by way of Florida. It'll only take a moment. And it'll only take a moment to get the eggs, and the modern market is right on the way. Excuse me for sticking my nose in where angels fear to thread, but I could get the eggs I could get while you two was talking to the professor at City University. Shrevey, you're a genius. Cranston, I believe. Come in. I'm Professor Brown, and this is Miss Lane. How do you do? The pleasure. Won't you come in? I'm afraid you'll find my laboratory built for work and not for comfort. Oh, I think it's delightful. It's never been called that before. Oh, uh, Dr. Forbes. Hello, Brown. Miss Lane, Mr. Cranston, I'd like to have you meet my assistant, Dr. Forbes. How do you do, Dr. Forbes? Miss Lane, Mr. Cranston. Oh, Miss Lane, won't you sit here? Yes, thank you, Dr. Forbes. I appreciate your coming here, Mr. Cranston, more than I can tell you, particularly since my request will probably seem a bit strange. I want you to help me find the shadow. The shadow? You've heard of him, haven't you? Yes, of course I've heard of him, but... uh, How did you happen to ask me to help you find him? I asked uh, Commissioner Weston. He hit on the splendid thought that you might be interested due to your work as an amateur criminologist. Oh, I see. We... we must find the shadow. Well, from what I know of that elusive gentleman, that's a man-sized job in itself. You must tell me more of your plan, Professor Brown. Well, that is certainly a reasonable request, but... We'd appreciate it if you trust us for the moment and believe us when we tell you that it's of great national importance. All right, Professor Brown. I'll try to find the shadow for you. one of the funniest things I ever heard. Miss Lane, if you don't mind my sticking yes, my I nose... Yes, I know where angels fear to tread. Exactly. Well, Professor Brown just asked Mr. Cranston to find the shadow by tonight. Uh, uh, oh, that's a hot one, as a fella said. Did you get the eggs, Shrevey? Uh, all the eggs. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got them, I got them. Good, Shrevey. Let's get going. Commissioner Weston's office. Commissioner Weston? Well, when are we going to hard-boil Easter eggs? We can do that after we've seen the commissioner. There's something funny about this, Margot. It's very funny. No, but seriously. Either the commissioner is playing a joke on me and the professor, or the professor has never talked to Commissioner Weston. In either case, I want to find out. at our destination, Mr. Cranston. Fine, Shrevey. Mr. Cranston, when you see Commissioner Weston, would you put in a good word for my bosom friend and companion, Big Charlie? He's in a clink, he is. Well, not this time, Shrevey. We haven't much time. Don't forget, there are 400 eggs eagerly waiting to be boiled and decorated by Easter morn. You wait here, Margo. I won't be long. Lamont, if you're not back here in 10 minutes, Shrevey and I will come in and boil all 400 eggs right in the Commissioner's office. Commissioner Weston, you know I hate to interrupt you when you're so busy, but uh, this time I just came to thank you. Thank me, Cranston, for what? For commending my abilities as an amateur criminologist to Professor Brown of City University. Now listen, Cranston, I will admit that you've given me a few tips at times that have been a great help. 
But I never recommended you as a professional or even an amateur criminologist to anybody. Much less uh, Professor, what's his name, at City University. That's all I wanted to know, Commissioner Weston. Many thanks and good day. Uh, Cranston, what's on your mind? Come back here. I've got to cook 400 eggs for Easter. Didn't you get no chance at all to mention Big Charlie, Mr. Cranston? The commission was too busy, Shrevey. Maybe we'll have better luck next time. I'm afraid there won't be no next time, I'm afraid. Because I think Big Charlie's little woman is going to suck him on the head with something when he gets out. She's mad enough now to end up a widow. Well, that's pretty mad. Lamont, do you think that Commissioner Weston was fooling you about not recommending you to Professor Brown? I don't know, Margo. But you don't suspect Professor Brown and Dr. Forbes of anything wrong, do you? Well, they're hardly the criminal type. But I still wonder why they want the shadow to help them. We're at the university we're at. Uh, very good, Shrevey. Uh, drive Miss Lane home. I'm going in to tell them that I didn't find the shadow. Uh, Margot, it's a shame we don't know where the shadow is, as I know that he would like to investigate this right now. Oh, very well, Lamont. Be careful. Yeah, don't take no wooden nickels. All right, Shrevey. And don't you take any rough roads on the way home. Remember those eggs. I will. I won't. Yes? Who's there, Professor? I... I saw the door open and close. Oh, so did I. You're quite right, Dr. Forbes. Oh, what did you say, Brown? Professor Brown said nothing. It is the shadow that speaks. Extraordinary. I wouldn't have believed that complete invisibility was possible unless I'd witnessed the phenomenon. Yes. Your ability, Shadow, can be most useful to us if you'll assist us in our work. I should like to know a little about this work before I give you my answer. Just what do you plan to do? Well, it's perfectly reasonable for you to ask. Brown and I have perfected a device or system for communication or signaling. It can be used either for carrier beams that will give direction to airplanes or ships at sea or, or for carrying direct messages. That's very interesting. But why do you need me? You are most important. Recently, for... we have discovered that some forces not interested in the welfare of this country have learned of our invention. Unfortunately, it must be tested more thoroughly than it has been in the confines of our laboratory before we can offer it to the government. Just what do you expect the shadow to do? Well, we hope that the shadow will cooperate. Without being seen, he can place six of the machines at various strategic points around the city. We'll make it well worth your while, shadow. This device will make us more powerful. Enough, Brown, please. Uh, yes, please. Well, shadow, are you interested in joining us in this very worthy experiment? Very much interested indeed, Dr. Forbes. Oh, good, good. Well, then I'll explain further. Now, at the six strategic points in this city, we've rented rooms and lofts. The machines are all boxed in plain packing cases, and they're to be left in their wrappings. There are only three things that you must do. First, place the packing case near the window. Second, be sure the side with the circle faces the window. And third, uncoil the wire at the back of the case and plug it into a wall socket. Is that all clear? Perfectly. Where are the cases? Well, four of them are here just outside the entrance hall, and two others are now at the buildings on either side of the new excavation on Main Street. Their exact location and that of the six strategic points are on a list that you'll take with you. Oh, uh, uh, give him the list, Brown. Uh, yes, sir. Well, good luck, Shadow. Later, you'll see for yourself what this machine can really do. Thank you, Dr. Forbes. It'll be very interesting to see what this experiment proves. I'm quite anxious to know just how it will make us so powerful. <laughs> Shadow. Shadow. Oh, he's gone. 
he fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. It is several hours later. We find a very tired and footsore Lamont Cranston struggling off the elevator of an apartment building with two heavy bundles, one under each arm. He goes down the hall. Oh, come in, Lamont. Margot. Where have you been? What have you been doing? What are those things? Oh, oh one at a time, Margot. Let me put these things down. Ah, yeah. Now to answer your questions. I've been all over the city carrying packing cases up and downstairs. Oh, you poor dear. Yes. Next time two scientific gentlemen have some freight to be hauled, they can call on the express company. Yeah, but what have you been doing? Oh, I've nearly been going crazy. Did you ever try to boil 400 eggs in a wash boiler all at once? <laughs> no. I don't think it can be done. <laughs> There's one thing I wish you could do. What? Make me some coffee. Oh, sure. We've got work to do, and I'm afraid I'll go to sleep. All right, I'll make some out of it. Margot, uh, where's that big city map of yours? Oh, um, in the top drawer of my desk. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I got it. Let me see. Right there. Right there. Oh, I'm a stupid fool. What'd you say, Lamont? Oh, I've been an idiot, Margot, a blind idiot. What is it? Look, look at this map. Mm-hmm. See these six places that I've marked? Yes. That's where I put the machines tonight. Do you notice anything unusual about their location? Well, they're in three different parts of town. Yes, but if you look more closely... You'll notice that they're grouped in pairs. One machine of each pair is placed on either side of an important key point. Police headquarters, telephone building, the powerhouse. Well, Lamont, you haven't told me yet what these machines are, what they do. For a very good reason. I don't know. Well, what are those two packages you brought in? Well, they're a pair of the machines. I thought you distributed them all. I'm afraid that our friends at the City University are going to be a little upset when they find bricks and scrap iron in one pair of the cases. Well, what are you going to do with the machines that you have here? Well, first, we'll set them opposite each other, each side of the room. Lamont Cranston, don't you plug those machines in until you find out what they do. I brought them here so I could examine them more closely. Uh, Margot, will you take the paper off that one while I take it off this one? Yes, all right. Look, Lamont. Huh? It's something like a cross between an X-ray and a television outfit. It looks innocent enough. Lamont, you may be doing those two men a great injustice. You may be right, Margot. Well, Brown, is everything in order? Did you check all the machines? Yes, Dr. Forbes. The shadow has been a good and efficient assistant. The machines are all in place and working. Now the only thing to do is to wait. Good. You know, it's a shame that we have to destroy the shadow. He could be most useful, but... It's too dangerous to allow him to live to learn the true purpose of my machine. Your machine? Yes, mine. But I invented it. Yes. Unlike so many inventors, you were too stupid to realize its true potentialities. Without me, you'd still be nothing. Now you stand on the threshold of a new life. A new life? Uh, uh, but what is our first step after tonight? You don't have to worry about that. Oh, but come, there are a couple of things yet to be done... Are the two extra machines set up in the room behind the laboratory? Yes, they are. And the control panel is in order, right by the door. Uh, have you tested it? Oh, yes, of course. All right. Now, the next thing to do is for you to call Lamont Cranston and his friend Miss Lane on the phone and 
have them over here at a few minutes before midnight. Uh, what for? Oh, just to thank them for finding the shadow for me and perhaps reward them with a demonstration of the machine. I'm sure they'd be interested. Uh, Dr. Forbes, are you planning to destroy them too? They know too much. They know nothing. I can take no chances. Uh, but that's murder. Murder, I tell you. You're right, Professor Brown. You know, sometimes I get so carried away with the importance of our invention that I lose all perspective. I, I'm sorry. Oh, forget it, Doctor. I'm afraid I was upset, too. Oh, that's all right. Oh, by the way, Professor, would you get me my heavy rubber gloves? I want to check our new high-tension insulators. Oh, surely. Uh, where are they? Oh, they're in the room back of the laboratory. I'll get them. I, uh, I don't see your gloves back here. Well, Dr. Forbes, get away from that control panel. Don't touch that switch. You fiend! You fiend! Don't! Ah! Exit, Dr. Brown. Completely. Doctor, how are you? Mr. Cranston is there, and he's had an accident. Yes, yes, certainly, Doctor. I'll hurry right over. Oh, Lamont, this is getting less and less funny. What was that all about, Margo? Dr. Forbes informs me that you were at Professor Brown's laboratory and have met with an accident. What? What shall I do? Let me use your phone. Who are you calling? I'm calling my apartment house. Hello? And this is Mr. Cranston. Have any phone calls come in for me in the last few minutes? Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, just as I suspected. Dr. Forbes just called me. Hello? Dr. Forbes? Uh, this is Lamont Cranston. I was in the shower and thought I heard the phone ring. The man at the desk told me you'd called. What's that? Margot Lane? Is it serious? I'll be there as soon as I can. Well, Margot, we're in for something, and I don't know what it is. But whatever danger is ahead of us, at least we have the advantage of going into it with our eyes open. Where to, Mr. Cranston? Well, we want to go to the city university, Shreve. Yes, sir. Margot, I can't well, make head of my out of it. Don't know what that means. Shreve, for heaven's sake, don't make all that noise, please. Look, Collie, Mr. Cranston, I was only trying to cheer things up. I was only. Well, don't. You should ought to spend more time getting a laugh out of life. Well, like I did today, when you said she was trying to find the shadow. Oh, when them two guys jumped off the extradite machine when it melted. What do you mean, melted? Just like I say, if something melts, it, 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 it melts. Where was the excavation, Shreve? Over on Main Street. Margo, I've got it. What? That's the answer. Shreve, thank you. Thank you a thousand times. Oh, that's okay. I'm always... I'm... What are you thanking me for? You gave me the right track on a great invention. Oh, yeah, them steam shovels are certainly great. Tips. Stop the car, Shreve. I'm getting out here. Well, Lamont, I thought we were going to call on Professor Brown and Dr. Ford. Listen, Margo, this is much more serious than I thought. You must go to Professor Brown's lab alone. Your job is to keep them there. All right, Lamont. What are you going to do? I must go and disconnect those machines before the entire city is demolished. Oh, 
Oh, Miss Lane. Oh, I heard as fast as I could, Dr. Forbes. Is Mr. Cranston all right? Oh, it's nothing serious. Come with me. He's in the room in back of the laboratory. Oh, I do hope he's all right. Uh, right in here. Sit down there, Miss Lane. What is the meaning of this? Sit down, Miss Lane. I'm oh, sorry to have to do this, but I feel that you'll be less bothersome to me if I tie you to this chair. Stop it. This room is completely soundproof, so you can make all the noise you wish. Oh, let go of me. Where's Mr. Cranston? I guess you're securely tied. I hope none of the ropes cut you, but they won't hurt long. Well, what are you going to do to me? Much as I deplore the necessity, Miss Lane, you must be destroyed. You see, you've inadvertently run into something a little bigger than you are. A simple plot that can't fail. I, one man alone, will know the secret of the gradual but complete demoralization of this whole country and eventually our whole civilization. You alone? What about Professor Brown? <laughs> I'm sorry to say, Miss Lane, that he outlived his usefulness. Professor Brown is no longer associated with me. <laughs> For that matter, he's no longer associated with this world. <laughs> Rather amusing. I, uh, I wonder what's keeping Cranston. He should be here. Perhaps it would entertain you, Miss Lane, if I were to tell you about my invention. You're the most cold-blooded fiend I've ever heard of in my life. Strangely enough, that's a compliment. Thank you. Uh, but now to my invention. Yes. Tell me about it. Well, the simplest explanation is that it's a machine which generates invisible rays. But when two of these machines are placed opposite each other, unbelievable heat occurs at the point where the rays meet. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? But, Dr. Forbes, why must you destroy and kill... Why don't you put this great invention to some good use? Well, my dear Miss Lane, that depends entirely on one's point of view. Now I must show you exactly how this invention works. Directly in front of you is one of the machines in that packing case. Behind you is another one. Here by the door is a control panel. When I pull this lever, in less than five seconds, you will completely disappear. You will be dead. Gone. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? Well, Miss Lane, I, I'm sorry. I can't wait any longer. I'll deal with Mr. Cranston separately. But you are going to die now. Don't touch that control panel, Dr. Forbes. Shadow. Tonight, Dr. Forbes, instead of destroying the three strategic points in this city, the machines that would have caused this damage have been destroyed. And you, Dr. Forbes, will be giving another lecture on your machine, but this time to the police. You're wrong, Shadow. The police will never know. There are three people in the world that know anything about my invention, and all three of us are in this room. None of us are going to leave this room alive. Amusing, isn't it? Shadow, no matter what you say, I'm going to destroy us all now. The lights. The current is off. Shadow, you threw that main switch on the wall. Shadow, I know where you are, and I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> I'm afraid you didn't know where I was, Doctor. You can never harm the shadow by shooting at his voice. His voice can come from anywhere. Amusing, isn't it? <laughs> It'll do no good, Forbes. I have one shot left, Shadow. I saved it for myself. Shadow, turn on the lights. Oh, I never expected to see lights again. No, Margot, he's dead. The rest of this case is for the police. Lamont, I, I hate to bother you, but you'll have to untie these knots. Oh, Margot, what a terrible experience for you. How do you feel? If I were shaking anymore, I'd fall apart. That's too bad. Now, what's in that? I'll see. Wait a minute, I'll go with you. I don't want to be here alone. Oh, 
retrieve it. I hope this will excuse me for busting in the door, but I'm scared, Miss Lane. It's about them eggs. Uh, the eggs? Yeah, the eggs. You see, I thought it would be a nice surprise if I went to your place and cooked the eggs. So I put the wash boiler full of eggs on the living room floor on a hot plate, and then I thought I'd amuse myself by turning on one of them new television sets it looks like you got in your apartment. Shrevey, you didn't try them, did you? Yeah, yeah, I turned the switch on one of them and nothing happened, so I tried the other one. I just threw the switch on and off quick-like. Miss Lane, I don't know what happened. I, I can't find the wash boiler. But, Miss Lane, right in the middle of your rug, you got 400 of the nicest scrambled eggs you ever saw. <laughs> Today's program is based on a story copyrighted by The Shadow Magazine. The characters, names, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. The Shadow Magazine is on sale at your local newsstand. The weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The Shadow knows. <laughs> Another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. As you will recall, in our last very exciting episode, the wonderful white-winged warrior discovered that he was on his way to a big city far away aboard a fast-moving freight. All expenses paid by the dreaded organization known as Shtick. Well, soon after arriving in Chicago, the feathered fighter was securely blindfolded and taken by Shtick on a very quick sightseeing trip. Gee, if I miss anything, I hope you'll point it out to me. And not long after this, the feathered fighter found himself in a lovely public park, surrounded by trees and flowers and birds and butterflies. Gee, I could stay here forever. And upon hearing these words, the agents of Stick quickly placed the famed fowl in shackles and lashed him securely to a big water fountain, and they posted a big sign next to the big fountain that read... Please, you can throw rocks at the funny big duck. Signed, the Chicago Department of Parks. Hey, Daddy. Yeah, Daddy. Well, they don't let folks do things like that back in Hollowville. I know, but this is the great city, Daddy. This is Chicago. Oh, golly, Val. This is sure the nicest vacation you ever took me to. And it's even better than our big weekend in Minneapolis. Hey, Gladys. Yeah, you love it? Let's throw some rocks at the funny duck. Oh, Ralph, you devil. Come oh, on, let's do it. Oh, Ralph, Ralph. Here's a rock for you, and here's one for me. Ralph. Yeah. Kiss me. You mean... Right here in Chicago? Kiss me, my Hollowville lover. Golly, Gladys, I feel funny doing it in front of a funny duck. It's okay, I'll look the other way. Hey, Ralph. Hi, Gladys. I think I'm going duty. You know why? Don't say it. Ralph, the funny duck's in Chicago, too. Did you just say something, funny duck? Yes, I did, but I'm not a duck. What are you? I'm a chicken man. How come you look like a duck? Because I'm in a lot of trouble. Well, what did you do? Have an operation? No. I am a captive of the dreaded organization known as Shtick. Hey, Gladys. Hey, well. It's one of them Chicago TV shows. That's what it is. Oh, well, yes, that's what it is. Hi, Amy. Hi, good job. Hi, sir. Hi. Oh, where do you think the camera is? I don't know. Just keep waving. Hi, Oh, honey, say hello to the kids, ha too. Hi, there, kids. It's your daddy and mommy coming to you from the magic of television of the big city. See the funny big job? Wave to the kids, funny big job. Uh, hi, kids. Oh, wave, wave. Hey. Wow. Oh, wow. 
The quick, stick, sightseeing trip has tripped up our crime-fighting hero, and he finds himself duck-blindfolded. Be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. It almost sounds like this device is like a giant microwave oven, which are commonplace today, but in 1940, it wasn't even heard of. The first sold was in 1946, and it was called the Radar Range and was developed by Percy Spencer. The Sharp Company introduced a low-cost microwave oven affordable for residential use in the late 1970s. But thankfully, they are no longer large enough to climb inside. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music. Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and to find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. Tomorrow we'll play a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.